Okay, here we go. Oh, good. It's just me in a cardboard box. How exciting. <laughs> yeah. I'm just talking to the embodiment of you. <laughs> it's like a real podcast. It's though. like a, f- I'm, or like a phone I call, I suppose. <laughs> or that, but with really good audio. Really good audio. <laughs> everyone and welcome to the leading lady club we are your hosts i'm caitlin i'm lauren and welcome to the show we hope everyone is having a great monday and yesterday was a big day it was mother's day mother's day so yeah we hope everybody was able to spend time with their mothers or those Mm -hmm. who weren't uh we just hope it was a good day for everyone and also you know, our thoughts are with those who uh, maybe Mother's Day is a tough day for. Mm-hmm. So um, we're also here to give our love to all of you. But uh, we love Mother's Day because we have two of the most amazing our mothers mom. ever. We Lauren, would them. you like to tell us about your mom? Of course I would. So we're recording this on Wednesday before Mother's Day. So we haven't done anything for Mother's Day yet, but on Mother's True. Day, my sister... Megan and I are taking my mom to brunch and we're going to hang out with her. And then my dad, this is the one day a year that my father cooks for the family and he's cooking wow. on Sunday, which is very exciting. But no, my mom is the best. She is, we're very similar in that we are very go with the flow for the most part. We try not to let things like, you know, really get in our way, try and True. live life as it comes yeah Um, but she's the best she's always she's raised me and my sister to be very independent we are very let us really make our own decisions and make our own mistakes which is you know Mm -hmm. as important as making your own decisions um she both of my parents but this is mother's day so we're talking about my mom um (laughs) has always been super supportive of me like literally no matter what i do even like you know when i was doing acting stuff she was always at shows, always driving me places. Uh, when I was trying to figure out what I was going to do when I didn't want to act anymore, she was, you know, I called her and cried a lot. And she would always listen to me. Um, but she's the best. She's very, very strong. Um, as all mothers are comes from a line of strong women. Speaking of more mothers, my grandmothers are also two of like the strongest and best women I've ever met. Uh, my mom's mom, my Baka, she mm-hmm. and my grandpa came over from Croatia in 1968, three weeks before my mother was born. Mm-hmm. It is family lore that she had to bribe a flight attendant with alcohol to let her on a plane eight months pregnant. I don't know if that's true, but I'm going to say that I it hope is it because is. I think that that's just that's just yeah. a good story. Uh, and my grandma, I mean, she raised three kids. Her, my grandpa died when my mom was 12 and my grandma raised three kids on her own in a country that she didn't really know with a language that she didn't really speak, worked at a GE factory for most, for the whole time she was here and just did the damn thing. She put food on the table. She raised those kids. They're all great. And she did it all on her own. She's like the strongest 
best lady I've ever met. She also doesn't take any crap from anybody, which is so wonderful. And she also has told me that she will never get COVID because she's too too stubborn to get COVID. And I'm like, you know what? (laughs) If anyone in this world is too stubborn to get COVID, it is Dragomorch. So good for her. I love that. And then my other grandma's amazing too. She raised three boys, not on her own. Her and my grandpa were together. Um, But she also doesn't take any crap from anybody. She just bounced back from a hip replacement surgery. She's crushing it. She's moving around her house. She's too stubborn to let it keep her down (laughs) um and just every all of my maternal figures are very strong very resilient which I think has been helpful for me in my lower points in life just being Mm -hmm. able to lean on them and to uh see the example that they set definitely and they're also all very funny which I like to think I get that from (laughs) but you know who's, who's to say it's all very subjective. But yes, Mother's Day is great. We love Mother's Day. Absolutely. We love celebrating moms. I love getting to hang out with my mom. Yes. As much as I can. We also sure. I also inherited my bookwormedness from her. That, that woman reads so many books. My goodness. It's can't great. Keep up. We love yeah. it. Yeah. Love moms. I also have a lot of amazing ladies in my family my grandmothers are also amazing my grandy my dad's mom she oh man she also i love grandy grandy's the best um she never holds back an opinion she also really appreciates a good meal you know like she just loves to sit and have a good meal with good conversation and uh she will not be rushed through her meal ever but she also raised uh kids as a single mom for a while and she put herself through grad school at night while continuing to be a full-time teacher when she decided that she wanted to be a lawyer. So she went through law school until she was able to uh, switch careers and do that. And that was also back at a time where there were not many female lawyers and it was, I mean, just a very male-dominated industry and they were not very accepting or welcoming of her and you know she became so successful and she also took no crap from anyone and then my nana just southern grandma through and through but she was also a teacher and uh one of the best for a very long time and uh she had she was raised with three brothers so god bless her her. my god i know and i think she took care of them all a lot but yes nana and my papa helped to raise me as i was being raised by a single mom i also have amazing aunts my uh each of my parents has one amazing sister that i I love very much i do also have amazing aunts i have two on my mom's side and i love them very much they're very also we keep saying they're very strong but they are they're very strong and they keep just being good examples for their kids and their nieces and they're doing great love that love having some some aunts second moms out there um and then i'm also lucky enough to have a stepmom so um i have quite the extended female family in Mm -hmm. in my family so it's always nice to also have a stepmom and you know feel like you kind of have a a second mom out there and she does a great job of raising my little brother and sister and so she's She's a great mom to them, which is important to me because I love them very much. And especially, you know, I want my sister to see a strong woman and grow up uh, as a strong woman herself. Um, But the number one strongest woman in my life, I can't even, I don't know if I'm going to get through this. You're going to cry again. We recorded this yesterday and there were (laughs) tears. 
Just a couple. But <laughs> um, yeah, so our special guest today is uh, the most incredible woman that I know, Amy Osley. Um, she is my mom and she is just my best friend in the whole world. It was just uh, the two of us in the house, of course. My dad was wonderful as I grew up and my grandparents and my whole family. But, um, you know, in the, in the household, it was just uh, me and my mom, my whole growing up pretty much from the time I was about a year and a half old. So it's always kind of felt like it's the two of us against the world. And she's been right there to hold my hand through all of my chasing my dreams and all of my career ambitions and moving to New York and all of that. And she's just always been so supportive and you know, we really have done it together because she's the one that used to drive me around everywhere. <laughs> she came to, you know, fix my hair and help me change clothes at dance recitals and things like that. And she, uh, you know, she's just the best and just the most strong woman I know. She's really kind of done it all on her own for a very long time. And she's just also an amazing career woman and an amazing friend. She's really shown me what it means to be a friend to others and I just, I can't say enough good things about her. She's just the kindest, strongest, godliest, most wonderful woman I know. So, on that note, without further ado, everyone, Amy Osley. Hi, Mom. Hi, Hi Mom. Honey. <laughs> Hi, honey. It's good to see both of you. Good to see you, too. I feel like so I'm so talking so. to my two daughters instead of yeah. my one. Yeah. I love that. Just in time yes. for Mother's Day. It's yes. True. Such nice. a nice treat. I, I love this. I'm it's, so excited about this. I know. We're excited too. So we've got yeah. some good questions so we can just jump right on in. So our All first right. one. So you've done a lot in your just like career life. You've been an elementary <laughs> school teacher. You've been yeah. a news anchor. You work in PR and marketing now. So you've really kind of run the gamut of things. All over the place. Which I love. I have. Um, what's that journey been like to kind of move from such very different industries and to kind of have to learn new ropes, learn new stuff? What was it like doing that so many times in, in your career so far? Um, it, well, it's been an adventure. That's for sure. I have not had a boring career life. Um, I did start as an elementary school teacher and that lasted about five hot seconds. And <laughs> Longer than I would have lasted. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, I realized I was not cut out for that. That, that takes a very special person to be a teacher. And mm. that person was not me. So <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed it. It was a, uh, it was a mirror magnet performing arts school. So wow. they taught classes with um, violin. They taught, you know, really in-depth music classes. They had really great art classes. Um, you know, they had a wonderful chorus. It, it was really interesting. It was a very interesting concept. And, you know, the kids were great, but that just wasn't, it wasn't what I was drawn to. And I don't know, one day I just kind of woke up and I thought, well, I went through a process. I, I took the LSAT. Maybe I'm going to go to law school. I just didn't know. But for some reason, I became really fascinated by the news media and decided that I wanted to be a reporter and just really looked into it because I did not have a degree in journalism, but sort of started at a station in South Florida down in Miami and worked my way through the process and then ended up on air in Panama City, Florida for about four or five years um, and loved it. I loved it. I really liked doing that job. It's, of mm -hmm. course, as you can imagine, very exciting. 
there's always something new. Every day is different. Um, But I had a little tiny baby. (laughs) He wasn't that tiny by that time. She was about, (laughs) she was about four, I guess, or five by the time I realized that to continue moving up in the, um, the business, I would need to move to a bigger market. Mm. And you know, as a single mom, I had her here and I had family support who could help me, mm-hmm. you know, when I had to go out at four o'clock in the morning for a story or, you know, be at work early like that. But I didn't have, I wouldn't, gonna, I wouldn't have that anywhere else. If you moved. So it, it would be tough. So I decided it was time to get out of the news business and just start doing some PR and marketing. Ended up uh, sort of in a roundabout way, ended up working on a brand new airport here in Panama City. And that was exciting. Yeah, that was really fun. I worked on that for about eight years, all the way from uh, sort of the concept, getting it through the the EPA and Mm -hmm. the FAA, getting it approved, uh, getting it through the local government, and then breaking ground, building the airport. And, you know, I worked all the way through opening day, which was very exciting. Wow. And I, really, I feel like that was sort of a turning point for me as far as PR and marketing are concerned, because I really had an amazing mentor. Uh, he worked for a company here uh, that was headquartered in Jacksonville, actually, but he came over and worked uh, on the airport project. And his name was Jerry Ray. And I feel like I learned so much from him during that time. I mean, it was just incredible. He was just, I just tried to soak it in, soak everything mm-hmm. in that I could. Um, he really taught me a lot about how to do marketing, PR, networking. Um, and that's really been sort of the foundation going forward of what my career has been. It's been, I've, I've changed jobs a few times, but always for a better opportunity. And yeah, for sure. I'm, doing um, business development PR for a company now here in Panama City, but we have um, locations throughout the Southeast. We have properties in the Virgin Islands. And so it's been really exciting and I get to travel and meet a lot of really interesting people. So it's been, it's been an interesting, very roundabout way to get here, but um, I'm, I'm really happy and it's been, it's been fun. It's been an adventure. That's for sure. Oh, I'm sure. I love hearing about people's trajectories like that, I think, because, you know, you're growing up and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to go for this one thing and then I'm going to do that thing forever. Right. And that's not like no. Caitlin lucked out with that because she's doing what she loves. And <laughs> oh, our Shahana wow. is a teacher too, yeah. wanted to do that forever. But like, I, shoot, I thought I was going to be an actor for two years. And then I graduated right. with a degree in economics. I worked at a hedge fund and now I work in computer programming. Like, yeah. It's kind of fun to hear people's trajectories because it's not always just up. Sometimes it's a little roundabout. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? You don't have to know. And not everybody does know in the beginning. I mean, PR and marketing would have been a great fit for me from the very beginning. But I didn't didn't know know. exactly how to get there and what I wanted to do. And, And I feel like the news business would have been a good fit for me, too. Mm-hmm. if I'd continued on with that. But um, I'm kind of glad it worked out the way it did because I don't know that I want to be part of the news business anymore. Um, yeah, it's, it's changed rough. dramatically. Well, mm-hmm. it, it's changed dramatically since since I was involved with it. And I'll tell you, a big part of that is the whole 24-hour news cycle. You yeah, can get your sure. news anywhere, any time of the day. Mm-hmm. And there is an incredible push to be first. And to have the most 
shocking and dramatic story and, you know, to have the big headline. And so it is so cutthroat. I mean, you know, the news business has always been a little cutthroat. You know, you're always trying to struggling to be the first one to break the story. Yeah. But now it is even so much more difficult to be the first person to break the story because there are 50 other people <laughs> breaking the story at the same time. Right. And you got to have the most sensational headline to make sure you mm -hmm. draw people in. So, you know, I don't, I, I'm, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Cause it I would have been I, different. Yeah. yeah. I think that I would not have been as comfortable in the news business now as I was back then. And, mm -hmm. and you know, this is a small market. So it, it was, it's different here. They still really strive to have, you know, journalistic integrity, uh, which is not to say that all journalists do not have that. It's just a different, it's different, you know, it's just yeah. a different type of situation now. And, and I think it all worked out really well for me the way, the way it did. So that's awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously you're doing great. Caitlin's doing great. Mm -hmm. Everyone's doing wonderful. <laughs> With all of the the ways that your path has taken you, but going back to the new the news part of it a little bit, so we talked to Larissa Scott la last week. Yeah, <laughs> our last episode was it this week? Okay. Oh, yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's real. She's her. amazing. Um, so we talked she to Larissa is. Scott recently, and she's just so cool. And learning more she about is. how the news works from like the anchor's perspective, because. I, don't, I, I didn't really know how that worked. So it was really cool to kind of hear from her. Um, and she talked about covering like big breaking news stories, breaking whether it's like a natural disaster, yeah. just an event that's happening. Um, and Caitlin and I were actually talking about this earlier, but you, during your news reporting, you were reporting during 9-11. So like you were yes, reporting when that broke and when all that happened. What was it like yeah. that day? Mm. I have like a very morbid curiosity about 9-11 because I was obviously alive, but I don't really have any memories about it. So what was right. it like just kind of being in the newsroom during that day and getting the news and having to break it? Um, how did that all go down? It was surreal and uh, a little terrifying. And I can't imagine being anywhere else that day. Mm -hmm. uh, we were home and I was getting ready to go to work. We're on central time here. So mm -hmm. it was I don't know, eight thirty or eight. I don't. I don't know. I can't remember now off the top of my head. But we always have the Today Show or Good Morning America on when we're getting ready or when I'm getting ready for work. And they broke into programming and said, "We're coming to you with, you know, breaking news: a plane has just hit the World Trade Center." And I think it was Katie Kurt. You know, you remember these things. She said, yeah. we don't know if this was an accident or if it was on purpose. And literally as she was speaking, another plane hit the towers and it was immediately evident then that it wasn't an accident. Um, and I just, and Caitlin, <laughs> Caitlin gives me a hard time about I this. Do. <clears throat> I do. It gives me such a hard time, but I immediately knew I had to get to work. I mean, I was we a news go. anchor. We had to go to work. And so... Um, she dropped me off at school. She was like, you're I fine. Did. <laughs> I took her immediately to school because, well, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking this is a terrorist attack on New York City. And um, I think as we were driving, then the plane hit the Pentagon. Um, I, I'm not sure if that was the... How, how it all played out that morning. But right. um, I somehow just instinctively knew a we were in a very small town and she yeah. was I, I didn't I wasn't afraid that someone was going to attack Panama City 
I mean, they were looking for, it was obvious they were looking to make a big statement. And um, I knew the people at Holy Nativity were amazing. And I knew they would keep my baby safe. Take good care of her. There was no way I could stay home. I worked in the news business. So I do have to cut in and say, I also have like a morbid curiosity about 9-11 sometimes. And I, on the anniversary every year, just always kind of end up finding myself watching some of those documentaries. Oh, me too. Me too. And I watched one, I think, last year about Air Force One and like what was happening aboard Air Force right. One that day. And mm-hmm. you always say, oh yeah, no one's, nothing's going to happen to Panama City. Air Force One circled over the panhandle of Florida for like <laughs> most of that day or like some of that day, which I well, never knew before because the president was in Sarasota, Florida. He was. And they yeah. knew they couldn't take him back to DC they yet couldn't. just in case. And so they just were kind of like in the air and they were like, we were a sitting duck. We didn't know if we were going to be attacked. And I'm like, you were and like, I was in school. Uh, My mother left me school. That's all she can I think was about. In kindergarten. I just had to what throw you, that let in there. This, let me ask this question: Were you the only kid at school? I don't know. I was five. I don't remember. <laughs> trust me. Trust you me. Were. You were not. Okay, you were not. Fine. Well, and part of the reason, little maybe little known fact, part of the reason he was circling through the Panhandle, I, I feel sure, was because of Tyndall Air Force Base. Um, Probably true was right here so that that could have been one of the reasons he he was close to the panhandle but yeah. you know I went I went to work and it was just it was crazy while yeah. we sat in our morning meeting deciding who was going to go where and what kind of angles we were going to take um the plane crashed and I, I can't I, it's been a while I can't yeah. remember exactly the sequence but another another attack happened and and we just it was kind of a controlled frenzy because everybody was just, everybody's freaking out, even in the newsroom. I mean, yeah, we don't, that's not the kind of thing you see every day. You're not prepared necessarily for that. So, but we, uh, we, they sent us out. I I was sent to the airport to do a report from the airport and they were shutting the airport down as, as we got there and they let us, (laughs) sorry, that's my dog coughing. Um, They let us, go live from inside the airport and um as we were going live there were tvs I, the reporter from the another station was there next to me and they had tvs on in the restaurant little bar behind us and as we were live there and as we were standing there the first tower came down and um yeah ooh, chills thinking about it still yeah and yeah. from that point it was interesting because the national news really took over and mm-hmm. so we were getting local reaction. We were, uh, you know, finding out what was happening at our airport. Um, we were trying to get the local angles on how this is affecting us. I'm sure. <laughs> Sorry. There's the dog again. Daisy. Sure that someone went to Tyndall. Um, you know, we were, we were scattered throughout the County and um, it was, it was interesting to see because back then on our computers, I don't know how they're set up today, but back then, we had a, a window that would be open and it would just scroll the, uh, the wires, the national wires, the news on the wires. And so you would see something, oh, there's a rumor that there's another plane hijacked over such and such. Things that never necessarily made it on air that everyone else heard about because they were coming in so fast. And, and then they would be like, no, no, that's, that's not true. You know, and it was, just, it was just scrolling and the craziest things were popping up on that feed. And I just... I remember just thinking how surreal the whole day was, but the maybe the craziest part of that day was when I got home that night mm-hmm. and I was laying in bed and it was late 
and I knew every plane in America, there was, there were no planes flying oh, in America that night, yeah. nowhere. And I hear a plane go over, overhead. And at first I thought, seriously here, but I realized it was a fighter jet, um, probably oh. from Tyndall, which is our air force base here. And that it was just the strangest, most surreal. I know I've used that word a lot, but that's the only way I can really explain it was to lay there that night and hear that airplane knowing there were no airplanes flying and realizing that is a jet patrolling. Um, right. so yeah. it, was, it was, it was, it was a long week. And by Friday we were all frazzled because we got even more overload, I think of what was happening than, than most people. Cause we were yeah. in the middle of it. And I remember we went to church that Sunday and Caitlin was five and we were sitting there. And, and of course the pastor started talking about nine 11 and, I, it finally hit me, you know, that's when the tears just, I sat in church and just cried and God bless my sweet little baby. You know what she did? She crawled up in my lap. I may cry right now. She crawled Aww. up in my lap in church and started wiping my, the tears <laughs> off my face. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. You're such a good baby. You yeah. are, you're such a good baby girl. But yeah, it was from a news standpoint, Bananas. it was crazy. I have a funny yeah. story. I talk a lot. You'll have to cut me off if I'm saying too much. You're doing great. A few months later, within the next year, we had um, a lady. She was a print journalist. She actually, I think she actually taught journalism at a college somewhere, probably UF. And she, she was talking about how the newspapers were so much better and how they gave the details and really got in depth. She's saying this to a room full of broadcast journalists. You're like, thanks. well, and I finally looked at her. I was really proud of myself <laughs> for coming up with this. I don't know why it hit me, but I finally looked at her and I went, well, that's great. You know, for everybody, they rush out to buy the newspaper when they want to get all the deep down details. But on 9-11, no one was rushing to buy a newspaper. Everyone was sitting in front of their television. So it was like, like so gotcha. she, Got yeah, she, but she's right. I mean, you know, you, you do get, you have time to sit and digest an article if you want, right. but no, everybody's in such a hurry these days. They want something quick. So oh, yeah. True. It was yeah. that she tried to argue that, you know, uh, broadcast journalists were, were, I mean, she basically was saying we weren't as good as newspaper reporters. She probably was from UF then. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that out loud, but she might have been. But anyway, <laughs> it was kidding. funny because that's true. On that day, everybody was rushing to their television. And we, yeah. spent, we spent a week around our televisions. And um, it, was, it was a heck of a week. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was, I, I, I'm glad that's where I was when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, so you were a single mom for almost my entire childhood and upbringing. Yeah. How difficult is it to be a single working mom and to kind of keep all the plates spinning and, and go to work all day and then, you know, pick up from school and dinner and homework and all of those things on top of, you know, being a career woman, how kind of difficult is it to manage all of that at one time? Well, it's not easy. I tell you, I don't know how people with more than one kid do it, honestly, because once you start with extracurricular activities, I really, I don't know how they do it. I don't even know how mom and dad together do it when there's more than one kid, because there's a lot of running around. Um, You know, I was thinking earlier kind of about that. 
and I, I thought I worked a lot. I was certainly at work a lot. I worked late a lot. I'd bring work home with me a lot, I guess, especially when you were, you were really little. I just brought work home. When you got a little older, I would say work late at work when you were at dance or drama practice or whatever. Um, you know, it, it's, it's hard because you feel like you don't have time sometimes to slow down and enjoy things. But I, I tried to do that as much as I could. I, I tried to, yes, life is crazy. Yes, we're running around from place to place. But I feel like we always had a good time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, we always had a blast. We, yeah, did. we did. We, we laughed a lot. We had a good time. We made the most of things. I mean, we loved the Backstreet Boys, so we would listen to the Backstreet Boys in the car and do car dances, you know, had all our moves on the way to school. Yeah, and I still, you know, I love the Backstreet Boys today because of those excellent memories. I mean, that was just such special time. So I think as a single mom, you have to make the most of those opportunities where, you know, you have a minute, you're in the car, it's downtime, let's talk, or, and we just, you know, I, I just tried to be as open with Caitlin as possible, mm-hmm. age appropriate open, you know, and, and, and talk. I tried to keep the line of communication open as much as possible. And somehow we, we just made it work. That's but I will cool. say it was nice when she got her driver's license. It is nice when they can leave. And look, she turned out so good. Look at her. She yeah. was easy. I will say I'm, I am a blessed mother. That is for sure. Cause I tell you what, she is, I mean, my friends used to say when she was a baby, they'd be like, oh, if I could have one like Caitlin, I'd have one right now. And I'm like, well, there are no guarantees. <laughs> so <laughs> nope, I she's just, just mine. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, it, she's just an amazing, she's an amazing person. She's got an amazing heart. And she, does. she has always been that way uh, since she was tiny. So okay. I'm just very, very blessed. Stop. You're going to make me cry. And this is supposed to be about you. No, we're not going to cry. We're not crying. <laughs> we're not doing that. Well, no tears. We'll probably cry. It's fine. It's about um, how you made it easy on me. Well, we made it easy <laughs> on each other. We, we were, did. We were a good team. We were. We were a good team. And you know, I know this is about Mother's Day, but Caitlin's dad was very involved. I, mm-hmm. She talked to him almost every single night on the phone. Um, you know, he was, he supported her wholeheartedly. And we had, a, he and I had an open line of communication. And I think mm-hmm. that that is also what made it work as well as it did. And her grandmother, my ex-mother-in-law is wonderful, has stayed completely involved grandy yes. grandy shout out I love grandy, grandy. Yes. hi grandy she has you know completely stayed involved in caitlin's life and has been wonderful to me you know we just have such a great relationship and of course my parents and my sister were huge part of letting me be a single mom and work and also raise a child. Uh, I couldn't have done it without them, but yeah, they listen, shout out to Nana and Papa because I, I could not have done it without them. I couldn't, I don't know what I would have done. Nana and Papa. Yeah. So we have a, we have a village and I think that's important for any single parents that you have a really great support system. That's, that's what made ours work so well is that, 
And I had amazing friends who also jumped in when needed. And, you know, we just had a, we had a village, a really Mm -hmm. good village. So, so it made it easy. Well, easier, I should say. (laughs) Not necessarily easy, but easier. You must be a former news reporter because that was a perfect soundbite segue into my next question. (laughs) Um, Speaking of your amazing friends, you really do have some of the most incredible female friendships that I have ever seen. I mean, just some of the best people in your life. And, you know, I feel like I have a lot of, um, you know, extended moms out there. Um, I mean, obviously, you have plenty of amazing male friends, too. But I just feel like it's so important to have those close female friendships and have those bonds. And I guess just tell us a little bit about how you feel about that and how important it is to really make those close female friendships and to kind of cultivate those. You know, I think it's so important. I feel like we all just sort of elevate each other. We are a good group. I mean, I have several different groups of really close female friends. I got to mention my friend Faith. We've known each other since kindergarten. Wow. Uh, you know, have been best friends, actually became best friends when we went to college. And, you know, I, I can't think of anyone that has just had my back more my entire life. Let me tell you, after Hurricane Michael, Hurricane Michael hit in 2018 and destroyed our house. Yeah. And she was here and my friend Jody was here and they were amazing. I was completely overwhelmed. We had to empty this house probably I don't even know. Almost everything was ruined. The, when we first came home, it was just, it was completely overwhelming. I've never seen anything like that kind of devastation mm-hmm. in my life. And my friend Marianne is the first person that showed up. None of our phones worked. Verizon was down. None of our phones worked. So we couldn't get in touch with anybody. And I'm here just, Caitlin and I are here just trying to dig through. Everything was soaking wet. Everything was ruined. We're just trying to dig through and find stuff we could salvage. And Marianne shows up, my friend Marianne. And, you know, she lives here. She'd been through it too. And she had come to see if we were okay and if we needed any help. And, you know, then my friend Jody shows up and she, she brings, you know, the family. It was just all hands on deck because this place was just ruined. Yeah. Um, and then my friend Faith shows up from Pensacola. And not only did she drive two hours, but it took closer to probably five hours to get here because the traffic was insane. Um, and then drives five hours back home in the same day. My friend Shelly drives from Birmingham, which is already a five hour drive, drives all the way here with her husband. They help us move furniture and then went with us to an hour north of here to my parents' house to help us unload there. And my sister also had been through the same thing. So they, they go to my house, they go to Paige's house, they help load. We take everything. And then they drove another six hours home, five or six hours home that night. Oh, my God. I feel like we've diverged from Hoppick a little bit here. <laughs> we have. We have. They, they, anyway. It's okay. Strong women, though. Strong women. These are all strong all, women. They all came to help. They all rallied. They all came they to all help. Came to they all rallied. Okay. And I have, you know, I have this excellent, you know, friend, friend from my whole life. I have friends that um, I have an incredible friend that I made at the TV station. Her name is Lisa. And 
we are ride or die, you know, she's my ride or die. And, um, you know, I have the mommy and me friends from Fort Lauderdale. When we were in Fort Lauderdale, my friend Heidi has been with me all this time. Um, you know, I, it's, it's different segments of my life, but I have these incredible women who are so strong here. I have a group we call it, we call it our group, the Bible study peeps, because <laughs> it started out as a Bible study group. And now we're just, we don't get together hang. very often for Bible study, but we hang out. We're, we're just all, all joined, you know, together so closely, you know, and it's Tracy and Teresa, Dana and Jody and Marianne, who I've already mentioned, Sean, Beth, and you know, we go to each other's, our kids are starting to get, get married and, uh, you know, we've got a couple of great, we've got a couple of grandbabies in there. I mean, it's just so exciting to see what our kids are doing. And, you know, we've known these kids since they were babies. And so it's really fun to, you, you know, you feel a little bit, a little tiny piece of momship in Everybody. all of them, yeah. in all these kids, because they've, they've been in our lives our, uh, since they were babies. And, you know, I feel like, especially with my friends, Jody and Marianne, you know, their kids are my kids, I feel like. So um, Madison and Caroline, and of course, Molly and Meredith, Mia Grace and Megan, our sweet Maggie. So, you know, I feel like I'm a little bit of mom to all of them. You've got lots of kids. <laughs> I'm really not. I don't really have just one kid. No, of course, I feel like kids. I'm a little bit of mom to you, Lauren. You are absolutely. So. <laughs> yes, you are one of my moms. And Shah- I claim you. I definitely. And Shahana. Always yeah. Shahana too. Yes. Yeah. I my know that if I won the lottery when she met you and Shahana. <sighs> She did. No, she I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. She won too. the friend lottery. It was lottery. It was, it was a blessing because yeah. she had a little bit of a struggle. <laughs> she, you know, she's all and then sick. we've all had struggles since. So, you know, it did balance <laughs> out had, eventually. Yes. yes. It all, it all works out, but you and Shahana are a bright light in that baby girl's life. And I'm Stop so thankful it. for both of you. Stop oh, Caitlin, it. don't cry. But I needed to say that because it's true. It's true. <laughs> we all hit great. Now she's crying. <laughs> I was supposed to at least make it close to the end. <laughs> oh, no. But yes, we all hit the lottery. Be and great. you are absolutely Be a great. mom in my book. I know that whenever I get to Panama City, because I'm going to get there eventually. Oh, yeah. You're I coming. Will, I have a place to stay. Always. And I'm. we love you very much. And well, I love gonna... you. I love you guys. I, I just... I don't know. I just love, I, I feel like, you know, the more the merrier. Let's yeah. all, you know, let's. It's let's, a village. The village is village. And I know that's a cliche, but it's the truth. It's, it's the, truth. the truth. It's absolutely the truth. I have so absolutely. many. I have also lots of different pockets of friends and all of their, I mean, my best friend, Kelly, I've known her since she was eight and I love her mother like my own mother. She's the best. And it's just you always good to have that support wherever you can get it. So oh yeah, really- I I know that I could pick up the phone and call any of those people that I have named yep. tonight at a moment's notice, mm-hmm. and they would be here for me. And and I have done that, and they have done that. Absolutely. I I told my friend Faith I was getting divorced. She was on a plane to South Florida the very next day. I, I mean, that's just the kind of friends I have. So mm-hmm. I'm very blessed. Mm-hmm. But you know, and I I have to 
put my sister in that group too, because she's also, it's a different, I mean, she's really known me my whole life, (laughs) but you know, good, bad and ugly. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's when I say ride or die, she really is the ride Mm -hmm. or die. I mean, she's Mm -hmm. there for whatever I need. She's, she does an amazing job of helping, uh, you know, my parents, they have doctor's appointments and a lot of medication and she just keeps all of that running like a well-oiled machine and, you know, has my precious nephew. So my sister is definitely one of the strongest people in my life. Sisters are the best rider. Yeah. Shout out to Meg. Love you. She's not love listening. You, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's love listening. Megan. I don't know. I bet Megan's listening. I bet she is. Hey, Meg, if you are. <laughs> hey, I'll Meg. come drive. I, I would drive to her house in a minute if something terrible happened. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm there. Yeah. And I know well, she'd do the same yeah my sister's my first call yeah. but in, these days she's got a little one of her own so <laughs> i call the ones who are empty nesters now they don't have any yeah. responsibilities but, but anymore. she'll she will load riley in the car and come over it True. doesn't matter she would do it she would do it in a second so so you've always just gone above and beyond to make sure I never went without as far as voice lessons and dance classes and theater things and all the things and sports and, you know, everything. And you always made sure there was a way to pay for it. And you drove me around to everything and you, you know, just were the most supportive. And then, you know, as I got in high school and was very serious about drama, we called you a drama mom because you went to all the competitions. (laughs) Drama mama drove people around and you painted sets and you know you did all of it so i guess what is your advice for other parents who kind of see their kids are really passionate about something or maybe have found the thing they think they want to do with their life and maybe who don't know much about that like you weren't really that much of a a theater aficionado if you will um no i was not you really just jumped right in and and didn't ask questions and just kind of learned as we went along so I guess what's your advice to other parents who are finding uh that their child is really passionate about something and they want to support them in that that's it be supportive um I think that it's so important to support our kids because Mm -hmm. you know if you don't and later I didn't want you to have any regrets I didn't ever want you to look back and say well I could have done this and been successful if my mom had been supportive or, you know, if I'd had voice lessons, I could have done more, or I just wanted to give you the tools that you needed to search out and, and explore what you felt passionate about. And, you know, if you'd changed your mind a month into it, then <laughs> that was fine. Kind of like soccer. You thought you loved soccer when you were four years old and you really didn't love soccer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you like the socialization of soccer and seeing your friends on the field. But, you know, I, I feel like as much as you can as a parent, our goal is to nurture you and help you figure out what it is that you want to do with your life. And so I wanted to make sure that I gave you as much opportunity as possible to explore those options and to really understand what was involved. And then, if that's what you decided to do, then let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. let's and let's you go. did. Yeah. I, I am where I am because of you. Everything I have accomplished is because of you. And, and you know, I no. really feel like we made it here as a team. So, 
Well, I do feel like we, we've worked as a team definitely through all these years, but you are a talented, uh, beautiful person. And that's, you got there, you did the, you did the hard work, you got where you are, but we've done it together for sure. We've, we've worked together throughout, throughout the years. Agreed. There's no crying. I'm I was say she's gonna cry. Oh, again. I thought you were crying I'm, again. You're gonna get her again. <laughs> no, nope. I don't cry again. Lauren, take it away. <laughs> Amazing. Well, one more question to bring it back just to the beginning um, of the interview, talking about women in industries and and finding your place that sticks. Um, do you have any advice for women who are trying to quote unquote climb the ladder in their industry, trying to whether that's in the same industry or in different industries, trying to find their place, what's the best piece of advice that you can give to someone who is just trying to find the thing that works for them? I think um, be bold, be willing to take a chance. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I started working on the airport project, I leapt into space on that one. Mm -hmm. I just called somebody up that I knew was involved and said, Hey, I want to work on this project. And it turned into one of the greatest things I've ever done. It was, it was amazing. I met so many amazing people and you need to be willing to take the leap. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's, it's hard. It's hard to do that. And, and, you know, I had a kid and I needed to have an income and needed to support her. Uh, but I took a leap on, on several occasions and, you know, sometimes the leap didn't work out so great, but, you know, we regrouped and, I've been very, very fortunate. I understand that. I know I've been very blessed. I've been given opportunities that a lot of people might not have been given, but I feel like persistence is a big part of that. You got to keep going for what you want and um, don't be intimidated. This is one thing I want to say, because a couple of the things I've done have been in very male dominated fields. And a lot of times I was the only female in the room and don't let that intimidate you. If you got into the room, it's because you know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're able to get in the room, then be in the room. Don't, don't let, don't let a bunch of men intimidate you and make you feel like you are not smart enough or that you don't have anything to contribute because that's wrong. You do. You got there. That's the truth. You got there. You're smart. You got there for a reason. Now participate and make sure you're a part of the conversation. I love that. Yes, mama. Absolutely. All right. I think it's it's easy for women to be intimidated in a room full of men, but don't, don't be, just don't. (laughs) All right. So this is the part of our interview. We like to call rapid ish fire. Um, No pressure. It doesn't doesn't have to be. It's never actually rapid. So don't worry about that. (laughs) Nothing about me is rapid. Sorry. I talk too much. It's okay. You're doing great. Um, so obviously this is the leading lady club. So we always ask our guests, what does being a leading lady mean to you? I think it means just being passionate about what you do. I think it means going for it. I think it means being present and being a participant and not sitting back and letting things pass by or or letting things come to you. I think it means going forward and going for it. Hmm. I like that. That was very rapid. Good job. Um, I'm trying to do better. (laughs) No, you're doing great. Um, So you've already listed quite a few, but we always ask, who are the leading ladies in your life? Oh, well, my mother, of course, is the the most important leading lady. She's 
certainly taught me so much about life and how to be a good person and, and just how to be strong. Uh, I mentioned my ex-mother-in-law earlier. Carol is certainly another force in my life. She is, you know, she's taught me a lot about getting out there and uh, not being intimidated by Mm -hmm. the room or the situation. Um, if anyone is not intimidated by anybody, it's, it's Grandy. Grandy, Grandy is sure. not intimidated. Exactly. No. And you know what? Neither is Joan, <clears throat> my mother. True, my mother true. Has, and she puts that eyebrow, uh, arches that eyebrow and looks you don't at you. Want that. Blood runs cold. Because <laughs> you think like, she's unsuspecting because she's, you know, a polite little Southern lady. Yeah, but then, no. who? you don't yeah. cross a Southern woman, though, okay? Mm-hmm. You they don't. take you down. She can hurt you. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, so I think those would be the two, those are the two probably most important. Um, there've been so many strong women who've influenced me throughout my life. My, both my grandmothers, of course, were amazing. Um, but I, I'd say those two are definitely at the top of the list. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My favorite question to ask our guests. I don't know why. I just love it. If you could have, this is going to be hard for you. I I know you love this question. I know what you're going to ask me. Oh, she does listen to the podcast. What? (laughs) I wasn't sure. There was doubt. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Of course. If you could go to, you could go to a dinner party with any, or if you could have a dinner party, my bad, with any three people living or dead, who would it be? I wonder if I can guess your answers. I feel like I've got at least one. I don't even know my answer. I have to really think about this one. I have one. I feel like I know. Well, I think it'd be really interesting. One for sure would be um, Kamala Harris because girl represent. <sighs> I know you're shocked by that, aren't you? No, I'm just um, like, I'm just like, that I'm was very a really good answer. Like, I'm very Kamala. impressed by her. And I would, I would really think that, the dinner conversation would be very interesting yeah, uh, for with sure. her. Oh my gosh, Kamala um, Harris, please come on our podcast. <gasps> okay, this one's funny. It doesn't have to be women, right? It could be no, anybody. No, you want. Okay. One of mine is Billy Joe okay. Armstrong, so like, go ahead. True. Okay, I'd love to, ha- to sit down with Michael Phelps because <laughs> I'm such an Olympics Yes, tell me Olympics all about the Olympics, Michael. That's true, I, we I love. would love to sit down and just just hear more. I mean, I know we've heard a lot about him, but I just think he would be an interesting person to talk to, you know, just about his journey and um, just to kind of see how things have gone. Okay. And then I have two that I'd like to have together. Is it all right if I'd say four? You know, know I'd love to have Billy Joel and Elton John at dinner. (laughs) Oh, that would be (laughs) good. That's good. My favorites. Oh, and how about Cher? Can we sit down and talk to Cher? Okay, wow. too many people. Oh my god, I would die to have. Sh- oh no! Oh, you know what? Awesome? I'm definitely adding Cher to my dinner party yes. because I love yes. her. I do too. Well, how- I would love to just. Can you imagine the stories that Cher could tell us? She has so many. I would just love yeah. to. I'm just like, tell me about your life. Yes, exactly. So my dinner party grew a little. Sorry, but that's okay. That's okay. You do love to throw a party, so that's I do. good. Do you and know? That's an eclectic group. So. It is. All right, and last one. If you, speaking of in the past, if you could visit any time period, past or future, <laughs> what would you pick? Honestly, uh, <laughs> are you going to say the 80s? <laughs> oh my gosh, you lived it. 
I loved the 80s. The 80s were amazing. They were so much fun. That was such a fun time in my life, the 80s. Um, but really, I guess, you know, I, hmm, the roaring 20s would be a lot of fun. True. Wouldn't that be a fun time? Yeah. I, I hope mean, we're post Spanish flu. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, I hope we're about to experience it again. But bring it back, baby. The roaring, the roaring 20s? Yes. After a pandemic. You know, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. A period oh, that of, would be nice. A period of uh, creativity. Of no, like creativity and growth and yeah fun yeah we'll be jubilant when it's all said and done i mean an art, mm -hmm. yeah an artistic revolution if you will yeah. um coming from the artists in the room it's fine guys anyway bring back broadway uh, yes. okay so you actually this was a pretty good segue once again because we just briefly mentioned the 80s but the last thing we always do with our guests <laughs> i just put it in the chat is we always make our guests take the BuzzFeed quiz of the week that we choose based on our guests. And I have to say, I think I did a pretty good job with this That's one. A good one. Lauren, okay. would you like to read the title? It is called This 80s Mixtape You Create Will Reveal Which Generation You Are. So we'll oh, see if it gets fun. it right. Okay. Isn't that good? I know. And I took I it earlier that. to try to guess what you would say. So this will be very interesting to see. All right. So the first question, choose a song. Either You Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham, Don't Stop Believing by Journey, or Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Girl, don't stop Hard. believing. Yeah. Good choice. Although Good I do choice. love ACDC. I, that's a banger. That's a, tough, that's a tough choice because I love mm -hmm. that you shook me all night long. But, you know, you got to go with Don't Stop Believing, right? You got it. Classic. You got it. All right. Pick a song to dance to. Either oh. Dancing in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen, I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. Flash Dance, What a Feeling by Irene Cara. And All She Wants to Do is Dance by Don Henley. Oh, wow. Maybe, I don't know. Um, flash, maybe Flash Dance. Flash Dance. Good choice. Good choice. Faith will be mad that I didn't pick Don Henley. <laughs> Next question. Choose a song about girl power. Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cyndi Lauper. Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. Material Girl by Madonna. Or She Works Hard for the Money by Donna Summer. God, those are mm. all good. All good choices. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I like girls just want to have fun. I like Cindy. I love yeah. I love Cindy Lauber. Good choice. Which yep. of these rock songs are you choosing? Ooh, this should be hard for you. Ooh, either Living on a Prayer by oh. Bon Jovi, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses, Jump by Van Halen, or We're Not Gonna Take It by Twisted Sister. All also good choices. Guns and roses for me. Van Halen is a good one, but yeah, I think it's going to have to be Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the Jungle is so good. Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's a good one. We're just going to sing all the songs. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm trying uh, not to. Listen, my parents cool. also raised me on 80s music, so yes, I know all the good ones. All right, pick a song from a movie soundtrack. <laughs> Either Footloose by Kenny Loggins, The Power of Love by Huey Lewis and the News, I've Had the Time of My Life by Bill Medley and Jennifer Warrens, or Neutron Dance by the Pointer Sisters. There is one correct I, answer here. I know. I, I mean, I really feel like it's, it's Footloose. It's Footloose. <laughs> oh, I actually didn't see Footloose for the first time until like a year ago. I oh, actually, really? I yeah. love Footloose, but I was going to say I've had well, the time of my life. I was, you know, it was between those two because, you know, you got to think of the lift and. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. You know, I won't influence you. We'll say Footloose. 
Okay. I won't let myself sway your decision. I mean, I could take this test again and have a totally different different mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Choose one of these songs for the perfect ending to your mixtape. Either Another One Bites the Dust by Queen, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins, Free Fallen by Tom Petty, or I'm Still Standing by Elton John. I feel like I know what you're going to say. I know. We know what you're going to say to this one. Well, I I mean, Elton John, you know, I, I adore Elton John. Still Standing probably has to be my choice, but I can also see putting a little Free Fallen by Tom Petty. I, it's I like, I love this song. quiz. I love this yeah. quiz because I love I every section. I love the artist. All of the artists that have been on here. I mean, in the air tonight, what a classic. The, the drum, the dun, 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 dun. Oh. All right, you know, what's it going to be, though? What's it going to be? Even though I love Elton John, that, and I would definitely put him on my mixtape. Okay. As well as Tom Petty. But I think I might end with uh, Phil Collins in the air. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be yes. a good, if you're, if you're ending your mixtape, I think yes. that might be a good one to end on. Surprise for me. Okay. All right, yeah, here we go. Right. Moment I thought of truth. you knew me. It says, oh my God. Oh God. Are we, am I going to be embarrassed? It says that you're a millennial. What? Oh God, what? Watch it there. It says, look at you making an amazing mixtape and adulting. Based on your taste in music, you're definitely a millennial. While some may reduce being a millennial to avocado toast and knowing your Hogwarts house, whoa, I'm feeling attacked. We know that you believe in the good of the world and have inspired progress everywhere. Power to the people. I like that. Yes, I like that. Um, yeah, that's not, I'll take that. It's not accurate. I love avocado toast, and I certainly know all the Harry Potter references and what have you because so I have a go. I wonder what house you're in, that. Mom. Oh, I feel like I, you're a Gryffindor. I feel like I must be. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Surely. You're the life of the party. You're a Gryffindor. I'm very brave. <laughs> you, you are very brave. Oh, yeah. You are very brave. I'm not very brave. But Especially when there's, you know, like a spider or something. A bug. Yeah. yeah so somebody's that's okay. I don't like bugs either. That's the that's oh. the worst part of being a single mom is that when there's a bug <laughs> or a lizard, yeah, there's a bug or a lizard <laughs> or something has gotten in the house and crawled into the dog food bag and is rattling around. Who takes care of that? That was a terrible Honestly, night. mood. Yeah. Oh goodness, mom! Thank you, Thanks, mom. I, I have so to. Fun. We had so much fun having you here. I have to Thank say. You. It's very special to have you here because obviously you are the number one leading lady in my life and the reason that I feel like I have become hopefully a strong woman in, you know, in honor and tribute to you because you are the strongest, most wonderful woman I know. So it is extra special to have you here. And hey, I can't believe you made it through the whole thing without crying because I I did not. I did pretty well, didn't I? You did a good job. I talk I, about all my, all my friend groups, but honestly, my very closest best friend is sitting right there. So, oh. I mean, that's the truth. That is the truth. Again. Well, but no, I don't want you to cry. I think it's interesting. I tell people sometimes that we raised each other. <laughs> she, was, she was as much a grown up as I was a lot of the time. So uh, we, we did it together for sure. <laughs> I love we make a good team. Mama. We do make a good team. We've had a lot of fun. We had some really good times, that's for sure. Absolutely. And I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of you. you. I'm very proud of both of you. Thanks, Mom. And Daisy is too. I'm sorry Thanks, she barked. Thanks, Daisy. That's okay. Yeah, barking. She just is excited. She heard your voices. So. Okay. I miss you, yeah. Daisy. Yeah. <sighs> All right, Mama. All right.
Okay. All right, guys. But thank you so much for being here. I love you. I love you both very much. Thank you so much. I'm so honored that you let me be a part of of your podcast. You guys are doing a great job, and I'm very proud of both of you. Thanks, Thank Bob. you. And happy <laughs> Mother's happy Day. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Bye. 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 <sighs> Mom. Love her. Man, I love that lady. She really, she's another one of my moms, too. I got so many moms. And I'm so happy that she's one of mine now. Oh, man. I just, Angel. I just love her so much. I, uh, I can't wait to, uh, to see her soon. And ugh, I just... What a woman. I just, we, we got to stop talking about her because then I'll try again. <laughs> but um, anyway, thank you everyone for humoring me and letting me invite my mom on the show. And it was just very special to have her here because, I mean, hello, I would never have started a podcast called The Leading Lady Club without that woman right there because she has always been and always will be the number one leading lady in my life and the one who has taught me that it is important to strive to be a leading lady and to be a strong woman. Mm -hmm. And everything I know about that I learned from her, both by her telling me these things as I grew up and just by watching her lead by example. So, oh. I love you, mom. We love you, mom. Um, speaking of strong women, was that a good segue? That was a great segue. That was speaking really good. Speaking of my mom's other daughters. There we go. That's another That's good, good one. Um, speaking of that, we once again, and we know it's been a couple of weeks. We apologize for all of you Shahana fans out there. Um, there just, should be many. She deserves yeah. all of the love. We are also Shahana fans. So that's, you know. We are the number one Shahana fans. It's so. true. You cannot beat us in that department. No. Well, um, except maybe unless, her parents, but that's okay. Say, unless you are her family members and you're listening, in which case. You do not, definitely beat us. We will not try close. to. But we're like right behind you. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, Shahana is back. We are very sorry. She has been gone. It has been a very busy time for all of us. But we have her here today and we're very excited. And I can't, I don't, I don't know what she's going to talk about. I can't wait to. To hear what she has in store for us. It's always kind of a surprise. So, all right, everyone, here she is. It's Shahana's Soapbox. Soapbox. Hi, Shahana. Hey. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? I'm fab. It's Friday. I'm not working at the moment. I'm about to go chill. So I'm doing good. Living the dream. I love that. I love it for me. I really do. Thank you. Thank you. Very happy for you. (laughs) Hey, what would you like to soapbox with us about this week? This week in which we haven't had a soapbox in a while. So it's lovely to have you back. Yes, we have kept missing each other. But, um, you know, I know exactly what I want to soapbox about. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I and it's a personal one. But I want to talk about accepting your changing body as it is and Ooh. it was so I am engaged and my fiance and I Joe and I took um engagement pictures a few weeks ago and we got our proofs back or a few of the proofs and there I just are seen them on Instagram. You know, they're so pretty <laughs> thank you <laughs> um, we love them we absolutely love them but I will say when I first saw them, I did have like a moment of shock because 
this is the first time in three years, I want to say, that I had like full body pictures of me taken. Um, and I, in the past three years, have gained a substantial amount of weight. I had an eating disorder um, or have an eating disorder rather. And um, I was at my lowest weight with it about three years ago. And so I, the last few pictures I have that are full body of me are from that period of my life. And now these new pictures are a completely different look. And it was a bit of a shock at first. And I was like, oh, right, that's, that's what I look like. Cause you know, you see yourself in mirrors, you see yourself in a partial picture or whatever. You're like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But seeing a full body, it really like stood out to me. I was like, Oh, I'm really much bigger than I thought I was. And then I had to pause and think about how happy I was in those pictures and how there was this like genuine joy on my face to be with this person that I love. And the memories we made out of that day are so beautiful. And that matters so much more. And the happiness and the joy that came out of that is what matters, not necessarily how I look. And honestly, I have to say, I think I still look great. You do. But also. (laughs) Facts can confirm. As someone who's looking at me right now. (laughs) um, But, you know, and I, I know this has been circulated a lot. So this is not my like original thought, but the idea that our bodies got us through a full pandemic and we have lived this way for a year going from fairly, you know, I was a classroom teacher. I was running after first graders and taking subways and going places. And I, a year ago, really switched my life to a very sedentary life. So I also have to keep that in mind that this is a reflection of who I am right now. And I just want everyone to like keep that in mind I think it's so important to pause and remind yourself that your body is such an important tool and is getting you through all the ups and downs in life no matter what you put it through so it's okay if it doesn't necessarily look the way you want it to you should still be out there enjoying your life to its fullest and taking advantage Hell yeah, for sure. That's how I felt on my engagement picture day. I felt like yeah. I was, you know, doing things that I wouldn't have necessarily done when I was, I had I been this weight when I had my previous mentality, I would have had a much harder time. But now I'm like, this is my body. I'm going to rock it. Yeah, I That's love that. Very I, corny. <laughs> but it is, it's so, super important because like you said, I mean, we've been living in these very unprecedented times as everyone likes to say and it's like yeah your body's gonna change it's gonna be different because you know it's trying to keep you alive which is a miracle in and of itself and it's I mean like it's definitely hard like I have days still where I'm like oh I haven't like worked out in a while oh I haven't been eating well whatever whatever and it's like yeah but you're doing fine your body is what it is your body is doing its best and you still look fab it's just, it's, it's a hard mentality to shake. So it's definitely good to have a reminder about that every now and then. Also, like, I feel like a lot of people, at least our age, just because we are in our mid twenties, a lot of people will look back on like high school pictures and be like, oh, I wish I still looked like how I looked in high school. And I'm like, honey, you were a child in high school. You're not going to look like that anymore. <laughs> and that's okay. What? That's good. 
That is such a good point because I remember, like, I have had that thought so many times where I'll look back on my old prom pictures and I'm like, oh my God, I was so tiny and I didn't even know it. I just wish I could look like that again. And I'm like, girl, you were 17 years old. You were a child. You were a <laughs> literal minor child. But and I like, just... women kind of go through a second yeah. puberty, like mm-hmm. in around our like college years. So it is normal for us to fill out and grow up a little bit, little bit, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like I feel like it's easier maybe when you're a little older to kind of remove yourself from that high school persona like that you look like but since we are still kind of close to it I feel like I do that all the time I'll see pictures of myself from high school and be like oh man she was so skinny and she didn't even know but it's like okay that's because that happened less than 10 years ago and it's you're gonna change yeah it's, okay. it's all good you are doing great I love that I agree very wonderful well thank you very much thank Hannah. You. that was a very good little point to share hopefully something that is hard to remember but something that everybody should remember so hopefully we can all take that to heart in these continued times of still having to stay inside, even if you're vaccinated, but that's okay. I'm still unprecedented times. Still, (laughs) the times are still unprecedented. No precedents to be found. None. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thanks, Shahana. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Always so great to have Shahana here. We've really missed her. So glad that she's back in time for our Mother's Day episode. Mm -hmm. So it's perfect because. She is her mother. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I think, Lauren, what do you say? I think that about wraps I it up I think that today. about does it. Okay, Lauren, tell them where they can follow us. You can follow us on Instagram at Leading Lady Club. You can also find us on our website, leadingladyclub.com. We post all of our podcast episodes there as well as anywhere else you can listen to your podcasts. That's uh, right. Subscribe to us, rate us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice little review telling us how cool and pretty and awesome we are because we love to hear that who doesn't like to hear that you know it's true um thank you again for listening have a wonderful rest of your day yeah monday and uh come back right here next monday we'll be here same place i would say same time but i don't know if it goes up at the same time every week the world will never know because That's up to me and when I finish. <laughs> so it really just depends. But we'll be here hey, and we're excited to have you You always get back. it on Monday, don't you? That's true. And next week is a very exciting episode <gasps> with next a week, very wait, exciting lady. I was going to say, don't reveal it yet. But next week is such an exciting episode. It's we have be been, really good. We recorded this one several weeks ago and we've just been holding on to it like little buried treasure <laughs> in our hearts. And... I am just so excited. I cannot wait. I think you're all going to freak out. And if you don't, that's okay because I already did a lot. Because Caitlin freaked out enough for probably everybody. But that's okay because you will too. That's another episode where a couple of times I had to be like, "Um, Lauren, take it away. Ask the next (laughs) question because I need a minute to be okay. To to collect myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's true. So anyway, if that doesn't hype it up enough, I don't know what will. So basically next week, you don't want to miss it. Be Be there or or be square. square. Oh my god! Oh, we didn't even plan that one. We really didn't. I swear. Wow. Wow. Like we're friends or something. Yeah, man. Can't believe we're single because we are just the coolest people I know. So. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) All right, everyone. We're gonna let you go. Have a lovely Monday, and we'll be back right here next week. Bye. Bye.
Ohana's soapbox. We need to get better. Why do you say it so slowly? I try to follow you. Is there a lag in Zoom? No, I try to follow you. Okay, one more time. I'm taking your lead. One more time. One more time. We got this.